A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. John was standing with two of his disciples, and as he watched Jesus walk by, he said, Behold, the Lamb of God. The two disciples heard what he said and followed Jesus. Jesus turned and saw them following him and said to them, What are you looking for? And they said to him, Rabbi, which translated means teacher, where are you staying? Jesus said to them, Come and you will see. So they went and saw where Jesus was staying, and they stayed with him that day. It was about four in the afternoon. Andrew, the brother of Simon Peter, was one of the two who heard John and followed Jesus. He first found his own brother Simon and told him, We have found the Messiah, which is translated Christ. Then he brought him to Jesus Jesus looked at him and said, You are Simon, the son of John. You will be called Cephas, which is translated Peter. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise, Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Boy, oh boy, who wouldn't want to be a fly on the wall of that cave or house or hut where Jesus and Andrew and the other disciple spent the afternoon? What a moment, what a time to be able to be with Jesus, to listen to him, to just feel him, to get a sense of his, his spirit, all alone, nobody else around. First look, first impression. Wonder what they would have talked about during that time. John, the gospel writer, doesn't tell us. Darn it. He's always leaving out important details like that. But wouldn't it have been something to be a fly on the wall of that place? Usually when we imagine this scene for ourselves, we imagine that what went on there must surely have been Jesus doing a lot of talking and the two disciples just listening. You know, Jesus sort of trying out his first draft of the Sermon on the Mount. <laughs> you know, blessed are this. Blessed are those who like their ice cream cold. No, we won't do that one. Suspect, I suspect that maybe, maybe it wasn't that way at all. Maybe what happened is that the disciples did the talking, 
And Jesus did the listening. And that was enough. So there's a hint of that in the story that we do have. One of the first things Jesus asked these two guys as they are following him up the road, he says, you know, uh, what are you looking for? What are you looking for? Which is a wide open question. It's not just what are you looking for in terms of, you know, your next meal. It's not just what are you looking for in terms of your next house. What are you looking for in following me? You want to see what my house looks like? It's a far deeper question than that. What are you looking for? It's a question that goes to their heart. You know, what is it I want in my life? What is meaningful for me? What's going to make me the person God wants me to be and God just dreamed me to be? What really and truly, most deeply fulfills my life, my heart? What am I looking for? I'm looking no words. And so with that question, Jesus invites them forward and sits them down, probably offers them a little bit of wine maybe and perhaps some nice warm bread. And he asks them again, what are you looking for, Andrew? And perhaps John himself, the gospel writer. What are you looking for? And we can imagine that little Aaron and little um, Andrew and his friend would have begun talking about the simple things of life. You know, ever since I was a little kid, I wanted this, I wanted that. You know, I'm just a fisherman, and that's really enough for me, but there's also something that wants a little bit more. And deeper and deeper and deeper they go, talking about themselves, revealing their hearts, revealing their spirits to Jesus. And all this time, as the hours pass and they're sharing more and more of what's deepest in their hearts and their spirits and their longings, Jesus is listening to them. Jesus is coming to know them. Jesus is attending them. Jesus is full attention as he looks at them and listens to them. He's focused eye to eye, face to face smile even to smile. Maybe from time to time, tear to tear, as they talk about the sad things of their lives. But this is what is important. Jesus asks the question, what are you looking for? And then he listens to their answers as they go deeper and deeper and deeper. Why did you follow John? Why did you spend time out in the desert with John? Why were you baptized by John? What were you looking for? We were looking for the Messiah, for a new beginning. We were looking for life. We were looking for forgiveness for our sins. We were looking for forgiveness for Israel's sins. We want a new beginning. And Jesus listens. And he attends. And he smiles. And he cries as the stories of their lives unfold, simple though they may be. And if this is the way those hours played out that afternoon, Andrew, the other disciple, Jesus himself, the three of them all alone, then what we have here is a lesson 
in prayer. What is prayer? Well, there's a lot of things prayer is. Prayer is devotional. Prayer is the prayers we memorize as little children and still hold in our hearts and repeat even in our old age, even sometimes in our senility. Prayer is our moments of peace prayer, moments of anguish prayer, is shaking our fist at the heavens sometimes. But in this case, what Jesus and this story from John's Gospel teach us is that prayer also is knowing that Jesus is listening to us. And we talk and we talk and we talk and we share more and more and more of our story, more and more of our hurts, more and more of our joys, more and more of the things that have gone right, the things that have gone wrong, our bad decisions, our good decisions. All of that comes pouring out of us and Jesus listens and attends to us and is with us and laughs at the funny stuff and cries at the terribly sad stuff and touches us when we speak of our sins. That's prayer, or one way of prayer, of just knowing that we are with Jesus and Jesus is with us. First look, first impression, feelings, but most of all knowing that Jesus respects us and loves us enough to simply listen even if it takes hours, as it did for Andrew. And what are the stories that we would tell to Jesus if we were in that room with a little bit of wine and a loaf of bread? Jesus, you, me. Well, actually, you know, what we say with our words would be important enough. But it... In our own real lives, what we're doing is we live day by day by day is we are telling Jesus our story, not in just in words, but, but how we live. Each moment of our life is part of that story, and Jesus is listening as it unfolds even now. It's not just telling the story, it's living the story of our lives as they unfold. We can look back and remember all the things we did and didn't do. We can look forward and towards our hopes and our dreams and our desires, what we want. And, and the actual living of that day in and day out, hour in and hour out, year after year after year, that's our story too. Spoken not with words, but with our lives. And this is our great confidence. Jesus is with us as one of us listening to our story unfold, watching it unfold, attending to us as it unfolds, even today. And he smiles at the happy parts. He weeps with the sad parts. He touches us with mercy when we speak of our own sins, when we make our mistakes. This is prayer. This is being with Jesus. This is having time with him, just the two or three of us. This is grace. And this is why this story is told to us 
almost at the beginning of John's Gospel. Because John, the Gospel writer, wants us to know that we too are in that room with Jesus and Andrew and the other disciple. Even here, even now. And what is so important is that we know that as we unveil and, unsh and share and unburden our lives to him, responding to his question, what are you looking for? He is with us. He is attending to us. He is listening to us. He is forgiving us. He is teaching us. He is touching us. What are you looking for? Life love, hope. That's what we're looking for. And that's what we give to Jesus in the stories of our lives. And that's what he loves in us.